We'll get started here, guys. I, uh, as I started to prep the message here, I don't have the mouse. Ryan, can you bring me the mouse? As I started to prepare this message, I realized, wow, like, like this is the last part of the armor of God. Like, we're out of armor. This is it. Thank you, Ryan. Um, and it kind of happened fast, in my opinion. Um, I just keep on writing dates, and it, it keeps on changing. So much that I think for a few weeks, I've been writing 2021 at the end. And somebody actually had to tell me it was 2022. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I wrote that wrong for like, I mean, prob- maybe two months. <laughs> maybe. So it's happening fast. And we covered a lot over the last few weeks. Um, we talked about the shoes of peace and how we need to take peace to people in need. And we need to be able to move to the source of peace. How we need to be able to move to Jesus to get that peace. We talked about the belt of truth. Brody discussed how Roman soldiers belt gave them their identity and how we need to do the same thing. We need to find identity in our belt, find identity in truth. And as Brody said, truth with a capital T, truth. We talked about the breastplate of righteousness and how God is our bulletproof vest. Um, will it still hurt sometimes? Remember that video? Yes. Then last week we changed it up and we had a dedicated time of prayer and scripture reading. And uh, that is the sword of the spirit, which is the Bible. And remember in all of this that it's important to remember and make that association of what the armor is for. It's not a cute metaphor, but it's for fighting evil, protecting ourselves from evil. There are real threats in the world. And we need to have real protection from that. So lastly, today, uh, we're going to be talking about the shield and the helmet. Definitely two items that I don't want to go into war without. A shield and a helmet. Before we jump into it, we'll pray. Dear God, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for your scripture. And that we get to be a part of it. That we get to hear from you anytime we want, that we get to talk to you anytime we want. Let us not grow numb to that, but help it to excite us. Let us appreciate that. I pray that today you speak through me, that your spirit would be alive and active in me and in everyone here today, that they would hear your word, hear what you want heard. Despite what I say, I pray that you do your work here today. Thank you so much. Amen. So we're starting, um, same, same chapter, same passage, but we're going to be starting at 16, verse 16 here today. And it goes, In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation. I believe there's more to that verse as well, but... I, I think that's what we covered last week, if I'm remembering correctly. So we're going to be talking about the shield and the helmet, the shield of faith and the helmet of salvation. Uh, we're going to start with the shield of faith. Uh, but first, I have, a, I have a video to check out. Um, so let's watch this video. Oh. Hmm. Ryan, can you go back for me? I literally had the video. I, I even tested it. 
Wait, I think this is it. Maybe. Wow, I am. I am just. Everyone thinks I'm tech savvy. I'm not. It's trying. I did test this. It really wants to work. I saw you use your green screen. Ah, yeah. <laughs> oh, here we go. Ryan, can you pull the audio up for me? Oh, okay. Well then. <laughs> I mean, you guys can see what's happening. <laughs> you want me to narrate it? This is made of vibranium. Why can't we make more? It's the only one we have in all of the earth. Walks in lady. What do you think? Speechless? Gunshots. I forget what she said there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, but we know what that is, right? Like, any Marvel fans in here? Any Avengers fans? Probably everybody, right? Um, yeah, Ryan, just take me back. Thank you. Take me back to right there. But, like, so why is, why is Captain America's shield so awesome? Like, why has it um, been recreated a bunch of times in different videos? And, like, why is Captain America in here, like, almost giddy over the shield? Uh, it's really simple because it's awesome. Like, there's no doubt about it. That thing is awesome. It's sleek. It's high tech. It's really something special. The shield is really kind of a superpower of its own. But what really matters with the shield? If it can protect you or not. Like, it doesn't matter how awesome it looks, feels, or how cool you can paint a design on it. All the research in the world doesn't mean anything if the shield won't protect you when it matters the most. But we saw even in this video, this muted video, probably for copyright infringement, um, we see that the shield does protect him. We can see even in the video, the bullets drop to the floor and there isn't even a scratch on his shield. The shield continues to save his life countless times after that in the movies as well. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> but the shield of faith it might not be as glamorous as Cap Shield, and it probably won't ever be featured in a Marvel Cinematic Universe. But at the end of the day, is it useful? Because that's what matters most. Is it trustworthy? Will it save your life countless times? Because when it comes to shields, that's all that really matters. And this is a simple question, because there's only one place that we have to look to find the answer of, can this save your life? And it's even more simple because we've already read it today. The scripture says, Take up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Can we trust our shield? Yes. How do we know? Because it's right there. It's in God's word. And that's really all that matters, right? It doesn't matter what you think or what other people say. Can you trust the shield? Yes. And I wish that it, was th that it was that easy for all of us. That we could just trust the shield of faith because God said that we can. 
Like, I wish I had that ability. Unfortunately, I think that most of us probably have trust issues. We have trouble trusting that shield, despite what God says. If that's not you, if you can, if you can just trust it in faith, I applaud you. For the rest of us, then I, I have good news for us. The shield of faith's not like a normal shield. Um, a normal shield, it'll get weaker and weaker after every shot that it takes until it's either broken or has to be retired or it's just totally useless. The shield of faith actually does the opposite and it gets stronger. As the shield puts out the flaming arrows, your faith will grow. And I don't want you to be ignorant towards this. Like, I want you to really think about this, not just right now, but I want you to think about this in your life, because I think that your shield puts out a whole lot more arrows than what you can ever imagine, than what you, what you even know. So in your life, I want you to be cognizant of when your shield of faith is putting out these arrows. Recognize it, appreciate it, meditate on it, and let your faith grow. That could look different for a lot of people, and we'll go through different examples. But what are, what are those examples? What, what are the errors of the enemy? Well, the errors of the enemy could look like a million different things, but ultimately, whatever it looks like, it's to hurt you. The errors are to lie to you. The errors are to steal from you. Anything good that you have is from God. And anything good that God has for you, the evil forces of the world want to trade that for you for something else. They don't want you to have anything good that's from God. God made sex to be enjoyed inside a marriage. God wants that for you. The devil wants you to enjoy sex outside of marriage. He wants to substitute how it was designed for something else. He wants to trade that. God wants you to trust him. The devil wants you not to believe that God is trustworthy. He wants to trade that trust and that confidence for doubt, for fear. God wants you to have fellowship with other believers. Satan wants you to be too busy. He wants to trade that fellowship, that Christian brotherhood, for busyness and just not having any time to do anything. It's kind of ironic, you know? You're so busy that you don't have time to do anything. I love what Shad said a few weeks ago, and it ties into this perfectly. If you're too tired to spend time with God, but you can do everything else, you should know that that's not actually just a problem of you being tired, that that is coming from something else, that that is spiritual warfare. I think the first step is recognizing that, just like recognizing when your shield is putting out arrows. Recognize the spiritual warfare that's going on. Oh, I can do everything. I have energy to do everything. I can get on Facebook. I can get on Instagram, but I can't. I'm, I'm just too tired to read the Bible. And I love the other thing he said. He said, let me find it. 
He said, if we're going to run out of time to do something, let's not let it be the thing that connects us to God, the God of all creation. If we're going to run out of time to do something at the end of the day or the beginning of the day, maybe let's run out of time to get on social media. But whatever it is that we're running out of time to do, let's not let it be the thing that connects you to the God of all creation. These are just some of what the flaming arrows of the enemy that are launched at you might look like. You might get some of them. You might get all of them. Maybe, maybe those aren't it at all. Maybe it's something else. But I guarantee you there's going to be arrows. And uh, unfortunately, you might get all of those every day, and you might get them multiple times a day. And maybe you're thinking like, oh, those arrows don't seem so bad. I think you can even grow to like the arrows, that you think they're positive things, good things, things not to worry about at all because you enjoy it. And I I really had trouble thinking about how to say this, but I remembered um, a scene from what was probably the best movie of 2013, Monsters University, am I right? Yeah. Yeah, thank you. And there's a scene in that movie where there's this, I mean, it's a monster, right? It's this weird-looking monster. And they're having a race, and the, the host of the race um, is up, and they're talking, and there's these, like, glowing sea urchins is what they look like. There's these orbs. There's spikes all over them. And the, the host of the race says, you do not want to touch this. And the monster says, does anyone know what the monster said? He said, I want to touch it. And then the other host opens up this door to reveal just this long hallway of spiky, um, I mean, it kind of looked like the COVID-19s, like <laughs> the sea urchins. Now everyone knows what I'm talking about, though. And, and the girl says, the girl host says, and believe me when I say, you don't want to touch any of its friends, opens the door. And what's that monster say? He says, yep. I definitely want to touch them. The idea was to avoid it, but what did he do? He was so excited about it. He thought these things were great. He thought they were awesome. He wanted to touch them so bad. He dove face first into all of them. Well, not all, there was a whole, whole bunch of them. But he dove face first into it. And for a split second, he was having the time of his life. He was so excited. He, he was so happy because he really, really wanted to touch them. And he did. He touched a whole bunch of them. For a split second, he was on top of the world. And then what happened? One moment later, absolute misery. He puffed up like a puff. (laughs) But that's us, guys. Like, Satan is so crafty. He's an absolute snake. And he wants to attack us with these flaming arrows And he wants us to think those attacks are good. We look at him, and despite God saying, you don't want to touch this, what do we say? We say, I definitely want to touch that. When God says, keep sex for marriage, Satan wants you to trade that, that awesome thing for infidelity. So many times we look at that trade, and we want to touch it, 
Maybe that's not the example for you, but whatever that is, we see that trade and we want to touch it. We know what God says about it, but we sure do want to touch it. We just see that glowing ball. We don't see the heartache. We don't see the divorce, the sadness, the guilt, the shame, the baggage that comes with it, all the things that's going to happen when we touch it. We don't see that because we just see that one second, that one moment of being on top of the world. You just dive right in. And for a second, it seems awesome. But that moment quickly gets shadowed by the list of problems that God was trying to protect you from. So when will this happen? When are we going to have these problems? When are we going to want to touch it the most? Well, it's when your faith in God decreases. When you stop believing that God actually wants what's best for you, when you trust him. When you're holding your shield of faith low, those arrows are going to get to you. When you raise the shield of faith above your human desires, like, hey, I really want to go to this party. I really want to touch it, but I'm going to trust you. Trust that no matter how much I want to touch this, that you have something better for me. I really don't want to go to church. I'm exhausted, but I trust you. I really want to touch it, but I have faith that whatever you have for me is better. And you know what the flaming arrows would really like to take from you? Your helmet. Your salvation. Satan would love to remove the Holy Spirit from your body. Satan wants to remove Jesus from your heart. But listen to this. Satan's not a cardiologist. He's not a heart surgeon. The thing that debatably he would like to take the most, he can't do it. It's not his to take. Romans 8.38 says, For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God and Christ Jesus our Lord. John 10.28 says, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. Sometimes I think Scripture is hard to understand. Other times I think it's perfectly clear. This is clear, right? Nothing, not even Satan, not even demons can take you away from God. You want to know the truth about Satan? Compared to God, compared to Jesus, he's really not all that powerful. His flaming arrows can't get past the shield. Trust it. Something else? The power inside every single believer of Jesus 
compared to that power, compared to that spirit inside of you, Satan's really not that powerful. We have authority over demons. We were given that authority when the spirit came into us. Remember that. And maybe you're like, wow, how do I get that? How do I get this armor? How do I get a shield of faith? How do I get a helmet of salvation? How do I get that power inside of me? You believe in Jesus. You have faith in him. And there's, there's a three-word question um, that a lot of people ask. Is that enough? Is belief enough? Is having faith enough? And I know the question you're trying to ask is like, isn't there something more that I have to do to get salvation, to go to heaven, to receive the Spirit? But that's really not the question at all. Because it's not about you. It's not about what you can do. It's about what Jesus did. When you're saying, is that enough? The real question is, is God coming to earth as Jesus, who lived a perfect life and sent to the cross to die for you? Is God dying for you, forgiving you, and raising again? Is that enough? How could you ask that? That's enough. There's nothing more that could have been done. Jesus is enough. Believe in that. Have faith in that. It's not about you. It's about what he did. In a second, we'll split up into um, groups of three or four. And I just, maybe, maybe you're in a position right now where you've never accepted Jesus. You've never put your faith, put your belief in Jesus. And maybe you want to do that tonight. Um, if you do, that's more important than any discussion question I could ever come up with, just so you know. And if, if that's pulling on your heart, then I want you to let um, your group know. And if no one in the group feels comfortable kind of explaining what that looks like and, and having you put your faith in Jesus, accept him, um, I'd love for you to come talk to me. And um, I'd love to talk more about that. Um, so before any discussion questions are, are talked about within your group, I want you to... I want somebody first to say, hey, does anyone here need to put their faith in Jesus? If the answer is yes, take the rest of the time and talk about that. Put your faith in Jesus. If no, then you can move on to the next questions. Um, Ryan, can you just click through until um, you get to the discussion questions? The discussion questions are, what are some flaming arrows in your life? Identify them recognize them and how can you increase in faith how can you make your shield stronger uh, that's what I have for you guys I'm going to pray for us to close out and then um, we can split up dear God we thank you again for your for your grace 
for sending Jesus here for us because without it, there's nothing we could do to ever get to you. We thank you for your spirit being in us, giving us power. Help us to remember that and not take that for granted. Thank you for the helm of salvation that you give us. Thank you for your shield, the shield that you give us. And uh, I pray that we use it and we recognize it and that we hold it high above any of our earthly desires, our passions of the flesh, that we would hold it high and that it would put out all the flaming arrows of the enemy. Let us recognize those when they come so we can be quick to put them out. Thank you for this group. I pray that you bless us, bless everyone here. And uh, just let us grow closer to you and closer to each other in fellowship as believers. Thank you. Amen. All right, you guys can split up.